This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Alright guys, welcome back to the Established the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and uh, this is our Week 16 recap. Uh, before we dive into the games, of course, everyone has been waiting for the ultimate championship results for the Clutch Points Fantasy League. We have talked about it all season long. Here on the podcast, yours truly, the regular season champion who comes up short, uh, finishes in third, thanks to Lamar Jackson, and uh, my co-host, who was in the championship, also going against uh, a Lamar Jackson-led team as well. The same team that knocked me out in the semifinals, Dylan gets in the championship. Oh my, Dylan... <laughs> that that one, uh, let's just go ahead and tell people, you lost. But it wasn't just that you lost. It's that <laughs> you literally lost by, what was it, like a point and a half, I think, yeah. is what it wound up being. Uh, all right, man, just let, let's you, – you can air your grievances Whoa. here. This is the, the festivus of uh, this episode of the podcast, so all, it's all yours. All right, well, I, mean, I don't want to dwell on it too long. I've already thought about it too much last night, but I felt pretty good Saturday when DeAndre Hopkins didn't have the most amazing performance against the Bucks. I was like, all right, that's one of his best players. Didn't play too well. I had Singletary in the next game, didn't play that well. So it was, it was all going okay. And Lamar Jackson, yeah, that first half, you had two points, I think, until the final two minutes where he threw a couple touchdowns. So it got weird there. But I think the three things that led to my demise, I lost by, so I lost by 1.7. Uh, if DJ Moore doesn't get hurt and scores yeah. more than 0.6, I probably cruise to a win. Second, The second thing that is haunting me more than the end, the last play of the night, was a, a sequence where Keenan Allen slips at the one-yard line, who I have on my fantasy team, to be followed up by uh, the, uh, Melvin Gordon, who's on the other team, scoring a touchdown. So that 12-point swing was a huge gut punch. Uh, but somehow I still was in it. The Chiefs defense, I had uh, I needed 11 points from them. They had eight with under two minutes left. They get a sack, um, like the third or fourth last play. And so that final fourth down throw from Mitch Trubisky <laughs> somehow almost gets picked off and uh, diving interception attempt falls short. And I watch uh, a, a certain amount of money slowly slip away from myself. And I was the one, uh, as the commissioner this year, that collected the money. I think next time I'm going to have someone else do that because it is not fun coming no. you know feeling like you won you know at least something as a second place team but still sending a lot of money out <laughs> yeah uh, but you still you still got a chance to get the third place i think you're in pretty good shape for tonight if i'm not mistaken to yeah. at least get your your uh, money back for entering the league yeah well like you said 108.02 to your 106.26 um 
Man, I tell you, like you said, that that interception attempt is what's really going to be the thing that that you always look back on. But uh, for me, listen, man, what it comes down to is uh, a Mitchell Trubisky-led offense uh, caused you to lose your fantasy league. and By not turning it over once. (laughs) One turnover, just one. They only scored three points. (laughs) (laughs) Three points was enough for them to uh, – but I did did think the Chiefs' defense was a great play there. Oh, yeah. And we have – I mean, you know, you see the stats on how well the Chiefs' defense has played, of course, recently, and they – I, yeah, it was. Uh, mm, that's that's fantasy football. That's one that would probably make me retire <laughs> right there uh, on one like that. Like I was mentioning before we came on, you look at Saquon Barkley, of course, which I've talked about many times on here this season. Um, you know, my number one overall pick in the family league, and uh, he decides to have his two best games uh, the week after the first round of the playoffs, which of course <laughs> I got beat, um, and so I had to settle for third place in that league as well. Yep. But, uh, yeah, fantasy football, a very frustrating uh, experience, uh, as everyone knows. It can not be too kind, uh, that's for sure. And then, of course, you've got people uh, here. We're recording on Monday, I'm sure, going into the Monday night game between the Packers and Vikings uh, who really, you know, are playing in a championship. And there are a lot of fantasy, you know, players that, that are going to be mm-hmm. started in those games, in that game. So, uh, yeah, should be a lot of fun uh, for those guys unless uh, they wind up like you and just uh, get a uh, – yeah, that's that's not <laughs> ideal. All right, but anyways, fantasy aside we'll uh, we'll get into some of that as we go along i'm sure let's go into mm-hmm. the games and uh, we'll start with saturday's games we'll probably certainly focus more on the games here spend a little more time on the ones that involve sort of the the upcoming playoff scenarios and all that as we head into week mm-hmm. 16 uh, as we know there were a lot of sort of bad games in terms of teams with bad records but we'll probably focus more on the teams that are probably going to make the playoffs at this point uh, so we'll get into those and one of those we start with the texans and the bucks uh the texans that was a weird game. It what was a certainly an entire weekend of weird games. Uh, when you look at it, the Texans win twenty three to twenty. They are now ten and five. Um, you know they they sit in a spot where they're the four seed. Uh, still some things in the air in terms of what you know how what it's going to look like for them in terms of the playoff picture and all that. Uh, but you know hey they're they're in the playoffs and um at this point i think you know a game like that as we said it, it was one that could have been very sneaky and as we saw sort of the, the way it played out uh, it wasn't easy but uh once again james winston uh the the christmas man himself gifting everyone uh with interceptions he had another pick six there i've got to find the stat i don't know how many pick sixes he now has on his career oh, man but it, it's got to be right up there I think my favorite stat I saw was that he has 10 first quarter interceptions, which is more picks than Lamar Jackson has in Uh. his uh, brief career at this point. But nonetheless, just amazing stat there. Uh, Yeah, I watched that whole game uh, working for Clutch Points, and holy cow, it was two completely different games. The first half couldn't have been stranger. If you're hearing the announcers, they're talking about it. It was just constant turnovers, constant weird plays, obviously the pick six, but then both teams were turning it over left and right. And then you go to the third quarter, which was basically two really long, well-surgical drives that ended in field goals it was yep. it was a very different game uh from start to finish but the texans win kind of uh, i don't know how, how well you feel about them if you're a texans fan at this point i know tampa bay has beaten some good teams and stuck with some good teams but it wasn't necessarily a pretty performance and uh the way that some of these other teams in the afc are playing it's not gonna be easy for them but yeah you know when it mattered most they got the job done the defense stepped up and forced a lot of turnovers so yeah very uh, very much like uh, almost the version of thursday night football i know they kept saying it's thursday night football on saturday which is one of my favorite things <laughs> 
things they end up doing on NFL Network. But it had a very Thursday night vibe uh, with the way the game panned out. Uh, so, well, yeah, we'll see with the Texans. They have the advantage uh, next week of the Chiefs playing in the morning slot. So they can find out if they're going to be stuck as the four seed. And if that's the case, they can pull Deshaun and all those guys, unless they really want to try to knock the Titans out of the playoffs. But we'll see what they end up doing. Yeah, and we know sort of like every sport's different, but this is where the NFL, I've always thought, really gets it right in terms of how they schedule these games going into week 17 and, and all that knowing the scenarios and everything how they sort of move things around uh, that's the way it should be like, like you shouldn't just you know set it at the first of the year and just kind of say all right we're going to go with these teams here but then you you kind of move some games around which as we know the 49ers and Seahawks will be the primetime game on Sunday night we'll get to that in a bit but uh, yeah that's that's what the Texans have on the line uh, they certainly needed to win that game against the Bucks. they did they're AFC South champs uh, neither of us called that uh, before the season started I went with the Colts, you went with the Titans, uh, but it's the Texans that are AFC South champs, and like you said, could still uh, move up their spot uh, depending on what happens with the the Chiefs and the Chargers. All right, the next one, uh, two teams that will be in the playoffs, and uh, that is the Patriots and the Bills. The Patriots, 24-17 winners here in this game. Uh, This was Dylan's upset of the week, which uh, I would call it the homer pick of the week, uh, as we know, for for Dylan and his Buffalo Bills. But, but no, I mean, you you see the way that game played out, and and really, I guess – you know, to a large extent, that that's pretty much what we expected for, from a game like that between those two. Um, you know, it was the Patriots in the fourth quarter, as they've done so many times in games like this in the past throughout this entire run that they've had. Uh, they just found enough, you know, plays to, to win. And we've seen that, you know, this year. They, they haven't necessarily done that more, you know, in some of those games that they've lost, uh, which certainly isn't a ton. I mean, they've only lost three games, but uh, we don't want to overreact too much. But, you know, our, the mm-hmm. offensive issues we've talked about many times. But they found a way to make plays here, and uh, that's something mm-hmm. I think, you know, for people like us who certainly a little bit concerned with this team, aside from, from the defense, uh, you want to see something like that here as they get ready for the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. It was a pretty, yeah, yeah, if you're a Pats fan, feeling good about this one, considering that a lot of the winning teams and good teams they've faced are the ones they've actually lost to. So I, I, I know, that, yeah, it's a very much of a homer pick for myself, picking the Bills here, but they, they stuck in the game. They took the lead on that long uh, John Brown touchdown, an amazing move. Gilmore, I think they said that was the first uh, TD where he's actually, uh, you know, given the responsibility by the stat keepers. So it, it was a good game. Buffalo, I think, proved that, you know, while, well, as I kind of said last week, they might be a, a season early at this point they still have so many young really good players and a really deep roster which i think is going to make them uh the team that's going to be a a playoff factor i don't think this is just a one-year run for them i think they're just beginning so props to them on that but yeah new england i I, the one thing that the biggest takeaway as i was watching the game was you know thinking about last season this team really had to run the ball and become a smash mouth team to win in december and in the playoffs and you know even though it wasn't always pretty they they stuck to it They, they ran the ball 35 times and they had a lot of success against a Buffalo defense which has you know at certain points of the year given up a lot of rushing yards against teams like the Eagles but overall has been a really stout unit one that really shut down Pittsburgh a week ago so for New England to be able to get that going I think that helped their passing game a lot and I think you saw Brady starting to maybe trust some of his younger guys Jacoby Myers had a a nice couple nice catches and overall just 
looking at guys outside of Edelman, it's not going to be that easy all week or all season <laughs> the rest of the way in terms of uh, finding other uh, people that he trusts. But I think they did a good job of incorporating James White a little bit when they needed to in terms of passing the ball and overall just being a more balanced team. Uh, you know, if they can't run the ball, it's going to be really rough for them given the state of this uh, of this passing unit in terms of their receivers. So we'll see. But I think it was a good step forward for them and a really huge win. Now they all they have to do is all they have to do is beat our uh, yep. the, the establish the pass podcast Miami Dolphins that number two seed <laughs> yep that's it they just need to beat the dolphins uh, or they need the chiefs to lose to the chargers um and that's it that will be the number two seed for the patriots who sit there right now and uh you know i think for a team like this certainly you they want to have that buy which we know we say that about teams there i mean obviously you would rather have the buy than not but uh, for yep. a team like this that, that maybe has had some issues feel like they need to, to get some things worked out uh having that that extra week would certainly be nice i think for this particular patriots team uh for sure so yep. We'll see how that plays out there in week 17. Uh, All right, if we go from uh, Dylan's team to Dylan's former team, as the uh, the Rams and the 49ers. 49ers won that game 34-31, officially eliminated the Rams from the playoffs. They're out. Um, a big win for the 49ers, as we know, which uh, based on how other games played out, uh, it was a huge win for the 49ers and wound up being a pretty significant one, which we'll get into more in a bit. But, um, you know, this was, I think we sort of expected, it was going to be a really good game. Uh, I, you know, even with the Rams losing that, I still felt like this was going to be a close game. It was uh, certainly one of the better games of the weekend. Uh, but, I mean, hey, you know, you, you look at, at what the 49ers have done. It, it's something where we talked about how many people just really weren't buying them early in the season. Uh, but ultimately, they're kind of in that same role where they just find enough ways to, to make plays and to bounce back. Mm-hmm. From that loss to the Falcons, um, that's that's a nice momentum boost for this team uh, as they sit now, you know, in that number one seed spot mm-hmm. uh, heading into Week 17. Yeah, if they win, they clinch the number one seed. So a lot on the line for them, a huge win, and it just feels like the last couple of months though for them have been all these chaotic games. Whether they win <laughs> or lose, every game outside of the Packers uh, victory over Green Bay I, it has been just uh, insanity. So we'll see what they're able to do in the postseason. I still, I still trust this defense. I know another performance where they get give up a lot of points and something that early in the year we did not see, but they did stop the run pretty well, which I think was important because this 49er team that's been one of their Achilles' heels on defense. They kept made it difficult for the Rams but for large portions of the game Jared Goff looked pretty good in the passing game looked solid I saw a stat Tyler Higby's the first tight end Tyler Higby of all people the first <laughs> tight end in NFL history to have four consecutive seven reception 100 plus yard receiving games which is just crazy but uh, the Rams have adapted as the year's gone on and utilizing him has made their offense look a lot better over these last few weeks so in terms of optimism for next season for the Rams the schedule is going to be easier (laughs) for sure as they're finishing third in this division they get the AFC and NFC East divisions which which I know yes Mm. the Patriots Bills tough but overall (laughs) some other teams that might not be so tough so uh, things are lining up okay on that end we'll see you know the the big thing about this game that it kind of tells us story of this Rams season they had you know a couple uh, compared to last year a lot of victories and close games this year it just ended up being this one and that Seattle loss on the road two games that you flip those uh they're obviously right there in the playoff picture instead knocked out here just and this game itself was kind of a tale of inconsistency you see what the offense can do at certain stretches then you see the golf pick six you see the secondary uh get five straight stops in a row including an interception then you see the broken coverages so uh for the Rams just uh nothing (laughs) 
uh, at this point that they can do about getting into the playoffs and just all about moving forward for next year and for the Niners. Uh, you know, hopefully for their sake, they'll stop playing these crazy games and just actually win one by more than one score. I don't know if their fan base can take all these dramatics at this point. Yeah, they've had a lot of those. And uh, like you said, that's, that's not something you don't want to be sitting there biting your nails once you get to the playoffs. You'd like to, uh, you know, maybe have some games where you win by a touchdown or a little bit more than that. Uh, yeah, lots of, lots of nail biters for them. But like we said, I mean, this is a team – a lot of people were doubting for a while, myself included, uh, but here they are going into the final week of the regular season uh, with the number one seed, and uh, like you said, have a chance to uh, beat the Seahawks, and they will have home field advantage uh, throughout the playoffs. All right, this may be one of the more, I don't the takeaways on this one, good luck trying to find one. Like, I just don't think there's much to take away from this next game. The Falcons and the Jaguars, the Falcons won 24-12. to I don't know. Like, what do you say about this game? Other than the fact that it's just the Falcons are, and I, you know, knowing some Falcons fans, they're they're always going to win enough games to stay far enough away from getting a really really top pick. And now here they are at <laughs> six and nine, and what is essentially, as we said, I mean, it's been just a you know a completely wasted season for them again. And yet, I mean, they're six and nine, right? So it's I mean, it's just I don't know. So um, they're they're one of those probably fan base at this point is like, well, if we're going to lose and be disappointing, uh, let's just lose them all, and that way we we get a top three pick or whatever. Uh, but Falcons are six and nine, and and you know ultimately. I guess when you look at it, the Jags, what sort of changes are they going to make? Uh, first, it was Doug Marone's going to be gone. Now he's probably going to be back. Uh, Tom Coughlin's gone. We know that. And, uh, you know, for the Falcons, they play at the Bucks next week and could ultimately finish 7-9. to uh, And, again, another frustrating <laughs> season uh, for them. Yeah, they just have a little too much talent to fall down yeah. far enough, like you're saying, to get those picks. But I, uh, they're, I'd rather still be the Falcons, I think, than the Jags. Yeah. Jacksonville, I, I mean, yes, like we said, last week against the Raiders, that was one game. But this team over the, the latter half of the season has just been abysmal. I know they kept this game kind of close at certain points, but overall, just, I, I don't know, man. They're, <laughs> they're, they're a team that it's crazy to think that uh, near Super Bowl run was only a couple of years ago. They, they seem yeah. like a completely different franchise, top to bottom. I mean, the defense is been absolutely abysmal this season especially over that again that latter half of the year and the offense has kind of fallen apart all the Gardner Minshew magic I know he throws a touchdown in this one but overall I was looking at some of the stats he's one of the least in terms of completing uh, passes in uh, terms of the average completion rate or expected completion rate he's one of the worst (laughs) so that is not what you're looking for for a team that doesn't have a ton of talent receiving wise Uh, you know DJ Chark has been solid this year Chris Conley gets a nice score on this one but overall uh, if you're Jacksonville it's just I don't know where you go from here. At least Atlanta, I feel confident some of the talent they have. Now, we'll see what they do next year. We'll see coaching-wise, Dan Quinn stays. Like, did he win enough games to stay? But And, you know, I think that 49er win in particular might be the one that possibly allows him to keep his job at this point. But I don't know if that's the, the best thing for this franchise. At some, a certain point, I feel like you might need a fresh voice out there. Yeah. Uh, We'll see what they do there's a lot of uh, i will say one thing if you are looking for a coach i feel like this might be one of the better seasons to do it there's a lot of intriguing names that are uh, allegedly interested whether it be from the college ranks or and former pro coaches so we'll see what the falcons do um and seven to nine just i believe that was their record last year here they are kind of coming up again in the same exact place yeah that's uh man uh, the, those are two teams like we said that you think how 
how close they were not long ago. Yep. And yet here back they here they both are like sitting here, like we have no idea where they go from here. And so, uh, yeah, that that makes it fascinating, but at the same time, certainly frustrating uh, for their fan bases for sure. Which is a nice segue in terms of frustrating uh, fan bases. <laughs> <laughs> the Browns are officially eliminated from the playoffs, and uh, it was inevitable. I think, uh, and I, you know, I think we've both pretty much been saying this for several weeks now. Uh, this this team eventually just got to the point where we realized, look, this team is sort of all talk and just not. They just could, you know, they just weren't the team that ultimately. They should have been. I mean, really, in all—I yep. mean, all regards. Like they—they they should have been a much better team than this. They're six and nine now. They lose to the Ravens, thirty-one fifteen. Um, the Ravens, of course, they're the number one seed. First time that's happened in, in their franchise history. Um, but it is that you know the Ravens. We've talked about for for weeks now. I mean, they're they're the best team in the NFL. There's no doubt about it right yep. now. Um, but but the bigger story probably is the Browns because. We just talked about the Falcons and the Jags. Where do they go from here? Um, you know, the Browns, I don't know where they go from here because th- they did. Like, they were set up very well. Now, we couldn't have predicted the Ravens to sort of have the run that they had in that division this year. Now, none of us had them being 13-2 and and easily being the best team in the NFL right now, probably when you look at how Lamar Jackson's playing. But, you know, with the Steelers, with their injury situations, with the Bengals being literally the worst team in the NFL – and you're telling me the Browns are sitting here at six and nine? Like this was their chance. They had the opportunity to make significant strides, and and yet here they are. And that's why mm-hmm. their off season, I would say, probably top three most fascinating off seasons of any team in the NFL, probably because. I don't know. I mean, you you see everything that says they're going to bring Freddie Kitchens back, and we'll get more into this discussion, I'm sure, <laughs> next week and all that, but. Yeah. You know, no, no, I guess, you know, no problem losing to the Ravens. Everyone's lost to the Ravens at this point, but it's just, it adds on to, to what might have been for this season for this Browns team, who, again, they are now eliminated from the playoffs. They are six and nine. They're going to have another losing season. And where do they go from here? It's brutal. I mean, they already the team that didn't have uh, the only team this entire decade that didn't have a winning season. Now I believe all of their records are going to be losing one. So it's just, yeah, it's brutal. Uh, like you said, one of the more intriguing off seasons. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people said they had the be- one of the better off seasons a, a year ago. It certainly felt like they were going to take a big jump, and everything on both sides of the ball kind of fell apart. This game. Uh, <laughs> early in the game, it kind of felt like they had yep. they were the Ravens' kryptonite. I know they they blew them out kind of <laughs> early this earlier this season. Uh, long a lot of things have changed for the Bulls team since then. But early in this game, their defense was putting the clamps down on the Ravens. They did not look great. As I was saying, fantasy wise, I was feeling pretty good. I was like, <laughs> you know, Lamar Jackson's only got a couple fantasy points. They got a turnover. Things were things were looking okay. And their offense gets all these chances. They they do score the one touchdown, but they have a bunch of chances to possibly make this you know a two three score game. Really really um in that first half and then uh, they just could not do it they could not get enough going on offense and then next thing you know within a within a flash the ravens are putting this one away so yeah for baltimore clinching the one seed uh, it's kind of crazy as they've never had the afc title game at home all these all these 
great runs they've had mm-hmm. you probably picture them wearing white uh uniforms with black pants because a lot of these are road games they've been <laughs> playing it um and this time they'll finally get to be home which i think is huge especially against if they have to face new england uh well props to them i mean like we said early in the year with their team that we thought could be a playoff team but we did not expect them to become the best team argue uh, at this point very arguably in the nfl um the browns are uh, you know an opponent that wasn't going to be that tough for them but regardless it's they still fought through they still covered it's still come through for my lock of the week so looking forward to what they do they're gonna have a couple weeks now uh, resting we'll see who they end up facing in the first and the divisional round i really personally on a non-biased level hope that they face the bills because i think that could be a really intriguing game um and yeah for the browns uh, well, I guess we'll talk about them <laughs> after the season ends a little bit more. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, solid defense, six and nine. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, all right, the Saints and the Titans. Um, the Saints won this game, thirty-eight to twenty-eight. This was my game of the week, which I guess compared to some of the others, probably not the game of the week. Uh, pretty exciting though. Still, you had Michael Thomas yeah. uh, break the the NFL record, of course, Marvin Harrison's record. Most receptions, uh, single season. Uh, the Saints, big plays. Uh, Alvin Kamara uh, had a nice game, which was nice for you, your fantasy wise. Although ultimately, <laughs> you could have used, you know, a couple more receptions here, or there, maybe. Um, yes. But uh, you know, a less than Jerry. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's exactly what you, you could have used. Uh, but I guess if you're the Titans, you led this game fourteen to nothing at the end of the first quarter, and uh, you know, once again, you're feeling pretty good. Ultimately, though, I, again, we, we never really looked at this and said we felt like the Titans were going to win this game. So the positive now for the Titans is, of course, um, they are still in a, in a good spot here because now they just need to beat the Texans um, you know, or have the, the Colts and the Steelers lose, and they're in. So how that sets up is all going to depend on the Texans probably because Bill O'Brien came out you know, earlier, to, earlier today, which, again, we're recording on Monday, said that he plans on playing his starters because he's and he can say that but as we as you said earlier you know depending on how that chiefs game goes at noon that could sort of change his methodology and approach a yep. bit um so the titans are still it's it's up in the air but like we said i mean i guess at least they do control their destiny at this point they just need to win and you know they'll get in <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, they're one thing when I look at the stat sheet for this game, their the yards per carry looks a little suspicious, and that's because of A.J. Brown's 49-yard yeah. end-around touchdown. <laughs> they did not run the ball well, and I think having Derrick Henry back in Week 17 will help immensely, and I think that could have been the difference in this game. But overall, uh, it's a reminder that how, for me, overall, when I look at this, is how explosive the Saints offense is they're you know we talked about their defense improving this year but you know even when they don't play well like this game the the Niner game that they they barely lost this offense can really turn it on and I I know early in the year Sean Payton said they needed to manage the pitch count for Alvin Kamara and now you kind of see now we're getting to the end of the year they're taking the, le- the leash off and uh, Alvin's <laughs> incredible uh, you know there's a reason that he's the top fantasy pick for a lot of people in top five top six or however much didn't have the best fantasy year overall but it yeah definitely came to play in this one and you see when he's able to get a lot of touches they're able to put really make him a factor in the offense what he adds you add that compared to yeah michael thomas i mean jared cook we knew going into the season that he'd be a solid tight end for them really two big touchdowns in this one and overall i think for the saints if they're able to get the one seed there that's going to be really really scary i think a lot of (laughs) nfc teams uh, maybe they wouldn't maybe they wouldn't rather face the niners than the saints but out in terms of an environment i think you might rather go to santa clara than to the superdome at this point because that team uh they're looking really good going in the playoffs and real quick on the titans yeah i think they still 
they still control their destiny now well they didn't before but yeah. now the Steelers will get to their game now Tennessee all they have to do is win one game they're gonna have all their players hopefully fully <laughs> healthy ready to go uh, just setting up for ultimate heartbreak as you <laughs> talked about uh, for Nashville fans you set me up for that one I was about to go right into that but uh, yes everything falling their way and uh, yeah we'll see uh, what happens there uh, for the Titans yeah winning you're in uh, so we'll see all right, now we go into this stretch of about six games that we're pretty much were just, as we said, going in. These were going to be potentially bad games, so we're not going to spend a ton of time on these games uh, <laughs> because, you know, aside, I guess really only one of them had, well, I guess two, and we'll get to that one, uh, playoff implications. But uh, we'll start with the, the Colts and the Panthers. The Colts won this game 38-6. to The biggest highlight, uh, Naheem Hines had two punt returns uh, for oh touchdowns in this one. Uh, hey, that was a nice fantasy pickup for me i never played him this season but uh, he was on my bench i think <laughs> both of us traded him back and forth i think a couple times one um, carry for yes, four yards but one, you know <laughs> but hey so he won someone a league so i'll tell you that um yeah i didn't play him but uh he, he won someone a league uh I, I don't know i mean this is again this there's not much to take away from this two teams that that had nothing to play for uh the colts are a team though interestingly enough uh they will factor into some of these potential playoff pictures uh for the titans the raiders uh, and all that based on how some of these scenarios fall um but uh in, any other way i mean it's just this is just a game <laughs> Yeah, I know. It was a weird game because you look at the, you're watching it and you look at the stats. I mean, Jacoby Brissett didn't do a whole lot. They were throwing a lot of short passes, ends up with only 119 pass yards. The story of this game was the inept, ineptness of uh, Will Greer, I think. Um, we'll see how he develops. I know it's very early, but there were, I remember when the Panthers drafted him, there were a lot of uh, anonymous scouts and different people kind of saying, what, how did the Carolina think this guy was going to be become a really solid NFL quarterback? I, you know, it's one game, so I'm not trying to be too hard on the, the, the guy, but he did not look ready to be out there uh, with the Colts defense, which which has been kind of middle of the pack in terms of DVOA and uh, you know just overall stats really just dominated this game I know Christian McCaffrey had some nice plays and nice yards and overall still doing his thing but you know and losing DJ Mora at the not just for my fantasy team's sake could obviously impact any uh, rookie quarterback as they're trying to get things done without their number one receiver but it was it was ugly it was not pretty to watch the Panthers offense and it's crazy to think where this team was four and two early in the season they go into that 49er game feeling pretty good and they get their butts whooped and uh, since then it's they've gone one and eight it's it's almost mirroring certain things we saw last year when they started out so well and then the second half of the season just fell apart but it's even gone to a worse uh, place now I think at this point if you're a Panthers fan a lot of your focus is on what you're going to do at the quarterback position and obviously a head coach they're going to have to find someone uh, you know losing Ron Rivera is one thing in terms of people can talk about all the schematics and everything he does but uh, one thing you can count on with him is your team's going to be well coached and well prepared in terms of their physical and just their approach to the game of football uh they're gonna have to find someone that's gonna be able to inspire that same kind of culture i think that's something that is not as easy to to find as some of these guys that can scheme up plays um i do think the panthers need a guy that can probably put them in good positions to win with kyle allen or will greer or even if cam comes back but uh overall the culture right now uh, <laughs> this team is not happy it doesn't feel like they're really playing uh their hearts out at this point with ron rivera fired well schematics was not the main theme of this next game um the, the dolphins and the Bengals. this is the one we had waited on for so long and i will tell you it absolutely lived up to the hype like it was <laughs> everything that we wanted it to be 
you had the Dolphins seemingly in complete control. Like this game, and it was so funny because you know I'm, I'm working during this, and we're like, okay, we're, this game is you know whatever it was, it was 35 to 12. You know, with what was it? It was like 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. I'm like, yeah. all right, let's go ahead and get started on this. You know, Bengals clinch number one seed in the you know for the draft, number one pick for the draft. And I'm thinking, all right, let's get a head start on this. Let's go ahead. Let's let's start. You know, get ready. We'll have this one ready for when the game goes final. You know, we'll push this story out with some thoughts on you know the Bengals getting the number one pick locked in this time. And so you know, we have it ready. And then as I'm watching this game and we get to about, you know, I don't know, the six-minute mark, it's like, okay, well, it's 35 to 19 now. Surely they're still not going to come back. And so we're just kind of looking through this like, all right, well, let's get closer and closer. And then you see another touchdown and then another (laughs) touchdown, and it goes to overtime. I'm like, are you kidding me? And it was so (laughs) funny to watch this play out because this is exactly what we should have expected from a game like this. A complete just, I don't even know what you say. The the Bengals scored three touchdowns in six minutes and 11 seconds uh, (laughs) to send this game to overtime. But that's not even the best part. The best part is that this game was so close to being a tie. And I I think (laughs) that would have been the perfect way to sort of sum up uh, what we thought of these two teams. Although, as we've said, the Dolphins have really gotten a lot better. Uh, Maybe didn't show it in the final, whatever, six minutes of that game. Uh, But uh, they have made improvements. But Jason Sanders saves saves us all from the tie uh, with time expired. It's the field goal. The Dolphins win. Um, Man, what what a game this was. And uh, I I don't know. This, This is everything I wanted it to be. Yeah, the Bengals roster, their whole city had the a, a, a parade ready to go, you know, <laughs> feeling like they won the biggest biggest victory of the season by far for the Bengals. They only have two now. It's getting the number one pick in Joe Burrow and their actual victory. Uh. But, uh, yeah, they, their, their players had a different idea. They came out, like you said, in the, the last uh, however many minutes. I know the, the last two touchdowns were in the last three minutes, but the one before that as well. It was crazy. You're watching Andy Dalton quite literally playing possibly for his job and <laughs> willing himself into the end zone i obviously he didn't uh isn't the reason they could recover that onside kick but it was just so perfect uh, uh, these two teams have been so bad but like we said the dolphins in particular though have played a lot of these kind of fun games that have come down right to the wire uh the bengals now there's a reason that one in 14 you expect them to be bad in one score games they're zero and seven in one score games uh not that that really would have changed their outcome of their season <laughs> if they'd won a few more probably happy it did not because now they they get this number one pick it's very obvious that they're gonna what they're gonna do i saw the uh, bleacher report had an anonymous nfc scout say not even the bengals can f this up <laughs> uh, in terms of picking joe burrow at number one so congrats to all bengals fans so we'll, uh, it will be exciting as we you know over the next few months as we get into the draft and then after that when they inevitably take him uh, what they're going to look like looking at going to the next season he's going to have to do a lot shoulder a lot a lot of a load I think he would have been better uh, suited to be on this Dolphins team I think as you've said and we've talked about they're in a better position to to rebuild fast and now quarterback uh, is Fitzpatrick going to be your answer for the long term probably not he's made a career out of doing this kind of stuff being a, a placeholder that has a ton of games and there's that the whole joke that's like a cycle where he plays well enough to get another deal then he plays bad then he gets cut then he goes to another team then he plays well enough to get another deal and it just keeps going and going i think we're uh i hope fitzpatrick's career still lives on for a while because i think the nfl is more exciting when he's in it yeah he uh he's he's gotten them better i mean they like you said they've been exciting to watch which is not something we ever expected to say uh for them maybe teams that were playing against them but they've been exciting to watch here in recent weeks and yeah what what a game that will go down as one of the what? just i don't even know what you say about that game 
one more thing I want to say. These are two of the worst teams DVOA wise against the run, and yet both teams averaged <laughs> under three yards per carry. <laughs> it just was like this was the weirdest Up game. Front, this is seven on seven football. Yeah, is what it was. I, I don't know. This was the weirdest game. Uh, I don't, and that's that's you said that's saying something because uh, there were a lot of weird games this week. Um, all right, this next one. I was so close uh, to making this my upset of the week. I kept talking yep. about it. I said, ah, I can see it. I can see it. Played out like just like you said. Should have should have <laughs> did it because. The Jets beat the Steelers 16-10. to uh, Steelers just, uh, with their offense, I mean, you know, they made the switch. The quarterback switched during the game uh, from Devlin Hodges to Mason Rudolph. Now Mason Rudolph probably not going to play uh, next week against the Ravens. And so, you know, Hodges is going to get the start again. This offense just, as we know, it's been the problem this season. The defense, have, for the most part, has been really good. I mean, you know, aside from the, yep. the touchdown, in the first quarter, they helped the Jets to three field go- or you know yeah three field goals the rest of the way. So there's only so much you can do though when, when your offense just can't score. And the fact that they couldn't score against this Jets defense, uh, now the Steelers uh, put themselves in a spot as we know to where you know not only they they've got to have some situations play out here for them to get in. Um, and like we said, the the I guess the positive part for them is that the Ravens clearly not going to play their best players um but now it's not a matter of sort of controlling your own destiny you got to have some help now yeah we'll see it's gonna be uh, brutal for them i still think even though the ravens are gonna uh, rest so many guys would you rather have Devlin Hodges or Robert Griffin <laughs> right. starting at quarterback? Yep. And uh, the, the Ravens have a, pre- a pretty good depth on their defense, so I, I still think it's going to be a struggle for this offense. It's become their Achilles heel. We know how great their defense has been, and uh, they still had a solid performance here against the Jets, but their offense has fallen to depths that are just uh, – it's not It's not just the talent of the – you know. yes, they're, they're missing, obviously, guys like Antonio Brown, guys like Le'Veon Bell, guys like Ben Roethlisberger, but overall there are a lot of issues on that side of the ball for this uh, – franchise that moving forward is going to be their biggest question to answer because their defense is in a place and it's so young and so talented and there was so many years it it's just it has to be a little frustrating as a Steeler fan there were a lot of years uh over you know 2013 14 15 that kind of range where the Steelers offense was top notch they were amazing I mean even even the Jags uh, playoff game a couple years ago they put up 40 points but the defense just had so many holes and how they've regrouped since that playoff loss to Jacksonville to this point is so impressive and I think uh so if they can get their offense to just be kind of middle of the pack you even think about some of the offenses out there in the nfl that if you just plug them in here for pittsburgh how good could this could this team be because the defense is so great now it could be two straight years without making the playoffs i don't think even if they get in it's going to be really rough for them against either kansas city or new england uh, assuming they're the six seed and one of those teams is a three i don't think i'm going to give them much of a chance to win that one with this way this offense is playing and the way those two defenses are playing and yeah for the jets props to them here they are six and nine <laughs> just good enough uh, to team. not fire adam Gase. there you go yeah exactly and uh, you know the defense has been decent uh this year and a really easy opponent for them in terms of that side of the ball uh the offense uh, i'm not sure still long term what's going to happen robbie anderson makes that nice touchdown grab Levion had a few moments still ends up with less than three yards per carry that offensive line has not been great so long term for the jets uh, i'm 
it's 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 almost like you know, we're looking at these teams and we have been doing this for so long in the, in the AFC East who's going to be the one team in the best position to eventually grab the mantle from New England if Belichick and Brady ever leave which you know the Emperor and Darth Vader I think they're going to be around a little bit longer but nonetheless I think the Dolphins and and as well as obviously the Bills are in much better position than the Jets at this point moving forward yep there you go Jets fans that has to feel good I, made a um, I took a, I took a victory and, and ended up crapping on their future yeah well oh well I mean it's not that far from the truth probably so um like I said you hear our excitement for the Dolphins in recent weeks and uh yeah we haven't really had that excitement from the Jets um so but like I said big win for the Jets bad loss for the Steelers and the Steelers need some help to get in the playoffs now uh another game where it's like the the two games involving just just these awful teams wound up giving us the most crazy uh mm-hmm. wild scenarios that, that played out and that was the Giants beating the Redskins uh, in overtime. Daniel Jones comes through, five touchdowns. Uh, Saquon Barkley comes through, of course, now that my fantasy playoffs are over, um, with just a monster game. He he did everything he could, and he did everything right, pretty much. Um, but, uh, again, another game that has no impact, really, on, on either team here, uh, and not even probably moving forward. Uh, maybe the biggest thing to note, Adrian Peterson uh, passing Walter Peyton uh, on the yeah. touchdowns list, so now up uh, to number four. So uh, that's good for him. But otherwise, just a, a fun game to watch. Uh, not many takeaways other than that, aside from the Dwayne Haskins injury, which doesn't seem to be mm-hmm. as uh, severe as they first expected. Yeah, that's the thing that I was going to bring up, especially with him. He was playing so well, and I know both these secondaries and defenses have been pretty awful, so it was kind of funny to watch Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins, both guys that have been criticized a lot this year, going out there and just an absolute shootout. Uh, both of them with passer ratings close to perfect for most of the day. Haskins goes down, and you start thinking of all these quarterbacks in the Redskins recent, you know, the last couple decades that have suffered injuries, and you're like, not again, man. And their offensive line is going to be obviously what they're going to have to address, whatever draft pick they get high in the first round I think they're going to probably be looking at offensive line uh, protecting Dwayne Haskins if, if this is the guy they believe is going to be their franchise quarterback has to be priority number one and it just hasn't happened this year we knew it wasn't going to happen we said early in the year maybe not playing him that much would be probably better for his psyche but I mean uh, they he ended up having some good moments down the stretch of the year and so that's solid for his confidence they have he's really these retreat, uh, receivers obviously Terry McLaurin we always talk about him but Steven Sims also has really come on you have Trey Quinn who's in now but he was uh, a really good quarterback for the or uh, not well emergency quarterback i was going to bring up that yeah. that, that one factor the part of this whole storyline that i loved was uh, the emergency quarterbacks for the uh, redskins <laughs> were uh, our jordan reed and trey quinn both on mm. ir so when keenum goes down Colt McCoy's inactive or when Haskins goes down Colt McCoy's inactive it's pretty much down the case Keenum so (laughs) (laughs) it was going to be really interesting I was ready for a a, like a three running back set with Adrian Peterson kind of uh, leading some sort of wild hog like Darren McFadden used to do at Arkansas I was I really wanted that to happen Uh, no offense to case Keenum I know he's battled some injuries (laughs) in his career but Keenum played pretty well maybe earned himself another backup uh, contract on another franchise he's always been a competent quarterback especially against a defense like the Giants. Uh, my favorite takeaway of this game, though, is how Daniel Jones's performance led to that viral video we were just talking <laughs> about before this game of Eli Manning and and Daniel Jones and a few other Giants partying at a club in Hoboken last night. Eli was uh, taking napkins like as if they were dollar bills, <laughs> put, like, pushing them into the air. It was. It, it's one of the highlights, I think, of the NFL season. I think the NFL season really peaked in terms of social media-wise with that moment. Oh, Daniel Jones God. and Eli, uh, as I was telling Blake before we recorded, I honestly 
honestly couldn't tell for sure it was them because they were wearing the most average like kind yep. of preppy white dude <laughs> outfit <laughs> but you take a closer look and you're like wow that's really that's really eli there buying white claws for his uh, crew how can you not love eli like that's the guy you want to party with <laughs> eli manning um you get eli manning and Peyton manning out for a party and uh, you've got quite a time there apparently so uh yeah that was that was pretty good so uh there you go uh the giants you know i guess have a little momentum here going into uh, week 17 and try to figure out what they're going to do in the offseason mm-hmm. all right these next couple games are just rough um the broncos beat the lions 27 to 17 another game where i really don't know what you take away from this game um the lions are bad uh, matt patricia is still coming back even though they are bad uh, the broncos as we said we're, we're getting better and you've seen it now they're up to six and nine on the season um they they're another one of those teams we throw into and we've said this before Seems like they have a pretty bright future based on the, the nucleus they have now. A nice little win for them here, a little, little confidence builder uh, as they get ready to uh, enter the offseason. Yeah, they got some good things going. I think Drew Locke, out of you know a lot of these rookie quarterbacks, what we've watched, what we've seen, obviously Kyler Murray we'll get into in a bit. But overall, he's been not, not like the flashiest stats by the end of this one, but you felt good about having him out there, and you felt like this offense had a better direction than they did at times early in the year with Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's time, I think, has uh, come to an end in terms of being a starter in the NFL. He probably still, he still has the talent to get it done at an at a average level, but I think if the Broncos really want to move forward, you're, you got a, a lot of really good, young, talented guys. I think Drew Locke is their answer, and as they continue to build around him, I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, absolutely. This game, they, they they fall behind early they, they easily fight back the defense has uh, you know david blau and the lines offense haven't presented a huge challenge to their opponents the last few weeks but i thought the broncos still responded well on that side of the ball and you know a couple uh, games go differently early in the year uh, some really close ones against good teams uh, i especially think of the vikings loss where they had that big lead and saw what they did against the texans team that's going into the playoffs they, there's a lot of good things for denver um moving forward and for detroit uh, a team that you know when that monday night loss to the packers happened where they got kind of screwed by a couple calls we were talking about all the good things they were doing how how good their secondary looked at points in that game their secondary has fallen apart this team yeah. has uh, completely digressed from early in the year and now i i don't know where where, where are you going I, it sounds like matt patricia's staying uh mm. which is fine but uh i i just i, I don't know it's I, I know matthew stafford still has a lot of talent and there's a lot of weapons on this team and maybe with a little bit of health they can be better but i still think there are so many holes overall on, on this, yeah. on this uh, for this franchise that it's going to be tough to address in just one off season and especially when you look at you know the bears are down for sure but where the packers and vikings yeah. are how do the lions catch those two teams yeah I don't know. they're chasing the bears they're not chasing the packers or the vikings uh, that's what you're trying to do you're, you're playing for third in the division at this point uh, and like we said it feels like they're still uh, pretty far away off uh, from that uh, not just one off season is going to fix all those problems so we'll see there uh, that may be the case uh, for these two teams which it shouldn't be but um, you should have these two teams feel like that they should be maybe a little bit better I think the the Raiders have been a little surprising the Raiders win this one 24 to 17 yes mm-hmm. I know this was my lock of the week and uh, as I said <laughs> I, I only did this because I legitimately had no idea what to expect from all these other games I would have been better off making the Dolphins my lock of the week uh, which as I said was my second choice uh, but uh, the Raiders win this game they're now seven and eight and uh, for the Chargers just a disappointing season there's no other way to put it uh, five and ten the Raiders, and we'll talk more about this before we, when we go into our picks for Week 17, they are still in the playoff picture. Um, they need a lot to happen, but quite frankly, 
we will go into this more but let's just say that it's really not out of the realm of possibility based on the scenarios that they could very well find them find their way into the playoffs uh they're gonna need i think it's four or five different results but when you look at those games like you could see all four or five of those results happening which as we know dylan uh, you had like five different scenarios work out in their favor uh this week and so (laughs) crazy it's it's still it's still possible for the raiders it it may be harder based on as we said teams not playing their starters uh like Mm -hmm. the ravens the texans potentially in that scenario but uh otherwise they still got a chance yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> for their sake, they they probably hope the Chargers do beat the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs are one of the of the teams that could win that help them in this scenario. But if the Chargers win, that really uh, allows the Texans to probably play their starters against the Titans. Yep. And as you mentioned, yeah, they need the Texans to beat the Titans. They need the Colts to beat. Let's see, the Jags. Colts to beat the Jags. Very possible. The Ravens, as you said, to beat the Steelers, which as we just said could happen yep. too, even with their backups. And of course, the Raiders have to actually win against the Broncos. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised yeah the, of the teams they need one win by the Bears and Lions <laughs> might be tough to get a, a victory from either of those against the the Packers and Vikings but the Patriots being the Dolphins you should feel pretty comfortable about that so like what if all this plays out and the Raiders just lose to the Broncos like that would just be that like would wouldn't be that be perfect. the ultimate like <laughs> that is what I want to happen <laughs> I, pl- uh, I really hope that happens. That would be amazing. But uh, it's, it's crazy, though, because like you said, there were, what, four or five scenarios this past week that happened. Yep. So now they're uh, in this link you sent, the ESPN link. It says FBI gives them a 12.5% chance of making the playoffs now. That probably was much lower <laughs> going into week 16 because they needed, like you said, four or five results to happen there. So, uh, yeah, in terms of the actual game, in, top, in terms of talking about this, the Chargers, what the <laughs> – I, I, I can't even – really begin i i feel bad for them here they are in this home game uh allegedly uh, instead it felt like the all these la raider fans that are probably stoked for the shorter trip to vegas uh yep. completely filling out the arena here i think it's going to be the same case anytime the chargers play against uh hosting the raiders i think even when the rams host the raiders uh, there's just such a huge contingent of oakland fans and, and soon to be las vegas fans here in los angeles um they i think they did make a difference in this game as you saw the the, the silent from the Chargers and <laughs> just it had to be a little bit rattling in a game that they could have easily won if they just you know played up to their capabilities but as we've talked about this is one of the most disappointing teams this season the, at least the Raiders looked much more hungry looked like they're at least playing for pride the Chargers uh, it's, it's brutal they have so much talent so many good things uh going for them going into this year i still think anthony lynn's a solid coach but they're gonna have to figure it out quick and is philip rivers gonna be their quarterback of the future uh i will i guess we'll find out but it's kind of it must be really tough if you if you're a you know diehard charger fan that's sticking with them from the move to san diego to la uh, this is not the way that you want to see rivers go out this guy's provided so much for this franchise debatably a hall of famer Uh, we we can get into that later but nonetheless uh, just a just a brutal brutal season for the chargers yeah. that is yeah, coming to an end really unceremoniously the, the move could have ultimately been the one of the downfalls for the chargers i think when like yeah. you said with the, really having no home field advantage at all now and it's just uh this is a raider and ram town yeah <laughs> it's uh yeah not not ideal for them like we said especially when you consider you know the broncos we said coming on the raiders coming on the chiefs still one of the best teams in the nfl yeah the chargers just you know finding themselves in a situation where 
you know, as of right now, they're the worst team in the division, and and we just don't feel like they should be there. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, gonna be interesting. That's another team uh, that's gonna have an intriguing offseason for sure, uh, which could be very well be the case uh, for the team that lost this game. Uh, and it's going to be that way, I think, no matter what happens here in terms of Week 17, how things play out. The Eagles beat the Cowboys. The Eagles, 17-9 winners in that game. So now it's the Eagles uh, who are in a scenario where they are in the playoffs right now and would host the Seahawks if things started today, uh, which leaves it down to this, <laughs> where... And this is one of those where you look at this and you're like, okay, this should really be simple. But this is the NFC East we're talking about here. And (laughs) we don't trust either one of these teams. And I could see any of the possible scenarios playing out in Week 17 where it is pretty simple. All the Eagles have to do is beat the Giants or have the Cowboys lose to the Redskins. And they are in. Um, So I, but, But like we said, it's just... With the way these teams have played, it's just so hard to trust either one of them. Mm -hmm. For the Cowboys, we both picked the Cowboys in this game. What a disappointing nine (laughs) points in this game. And I just, man, (laughs) I I tell you, it's like we said, it's not going to matter. The Cowboys are not going to be in the NFC title game. They're not going to be in the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, again, maybe someone will tag me on social media, I'm sure, if they're listening to this podcast and ultimately that happens. But I just, how could you possibly envision that at this point? Which means they're going to make a coaching change and we'll have you know plenty of time to talk about that. But what a just an awful performance this was for them in this game. Yeah, I mean, you scored nine points against a defense and a secondary that's been as abysmal yeah. as the Eagles is, is inexcusable. And uh, it's not just uh, – it's players not executing as much as we want to talk about coaches as well. There were plays that he had, and you, you just see what happened. I don't know if Amari Cooper's dealing with an injury. It certainly seems like it. Zeke doesn't look like himself. I mean, Miles Sanders looked like the better running back out there, and that's not just because of their offensive lines. I mean, these teams, uh, if anything, I mean, Dallas's offensive line should be better. The Eagles have a lot of talent there, but – uh, it was uh, an interesting game and the one that the Eagles probably could have won more soundly. They missed a couple of field goals. Kai Forbath's out there <laughs> just making everything. Um, I, I, was, I was like, wait, wasn't this guy just on the Patriots? Yep. I mean, sure enough, he was. But yeah, he was. He looked great for Dallas. <laughs> he was, kept them in the game. And for the Eagles, yeah, their defense really stepped up. I, I'm not surprised they didn't give up a ton of rushing yards even with what Dallas has been able to do against teams like the Rams. But uh, the passing game, Dak and uh, overall the receivers, it was just, it was ugly. It, it wasn't, it was you know there's some classic nfc east like makeshift uh nfc east title games that we've seen over the years in week 16 17 between all sorts of variations of uh deviations of these teams and this one was not one that is going to be that memorable (laughs) not a lot to write home about for either team for the eagles if anything i guess carson Wentz looked like he was gaining trust with some of these young receivers and here for a dallas secondary how how do you feel about having guys like greg ward and our sega whiteside and uh scott and all these all these guys just kind of tearing you up all these guys a number of dudes that were on the practice squad and are only here because of all the injuries the eagles have suffered and yet they were able to pass all over them i know 17 points isn't a ton but over 300 yards uh carson wentz looked pretty pretty comfortable only one sack so for dallas i mean that defense 
it's like a, it's a huge question mark and uh, yeah coaching wise uh, obviously the the job that is going to gain the most uh, <laughs> intrigue in terms of going into the season it's not often that the Dallas Cowboys are looking for a new coach given how Jerry Jones has treated the last uh, few of them so it's going to be uh, it's going to be a huge decision for them not just in terms of figuring out how to best utilize some of the really talented players they have but also being able to handle all the hoopla all the expectations all that all those things and make sure you put this team in the best place to execute I'm just concerned on defense <laughs> though that even if their offense gets going they're still going to be yeah, their 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 peak is a, a really good team I don't know if it's a great team at this point uh, just I'm already just thinking about how fun it's going to be to talk about this Cowboys <laughs> coaching search like I just it's just going to be fantastic I just uh, it's it's going to be something. I'm sorry. Like like we said, it's. I mean, if you all the rumors are like, like you know, if, if they don't make the NFC title game in the Super Bowl, they're going to have a coaching change. And as we're saying, it's just how can you possibly think they're going to do that after they just scored nine points against the Eagles uh, in a a game that would have you know put them in the playoffs and been feeling really good about themselves. But yeah, um, yeah, you're not trusting them. But. We could also have trust issues with this next team, and you hate to see this because uh, you know we've been playing so well, and they they were a team we said you know just you can't count this team out. But man, to lose twenty seven to thirteen at home, the Cardinals of course beat the Seahawks. Um, that knocks the Seahawks as we we kept talking about just how volatile things were at the top mm-hmm. of the NFC. Well, now they're the five seed. And, you know, as, as I said earlier, if it started today, they'd be going to Philly to play the Eagles, which you wouldn't hate that matchup. They've already won that game <laughs> this season. But it's just, I, yeah, like it's um, the injury situation now. Chris Carson's out for the year. Um, that doesn't help matters. Possibly Marshawn Lynch coming back to save the Seahawks. Now that's a storyline we did not expect to be talking about. Um, but, wow, like, this game and even Kyler Murray like Kyler Murray he was out of the game late and they just uh, what this is a this is an example of the NFL just being weird yeah it, it, it's the Seahawks I, I love uh, Kevin Clark said that uh, he has this tweet that he, he doesn't even check the scores of Seahawks games um, he just knows they're going to be weird by the, the reactions <laughs> to this one tweet where he says all the Seattle Seahawks do is play weird games and then from that and he gets to figure out what's actually happening and sure enough here they just get <laughs> completely just a completely underwhelming performance especially by the offense their defense has been one thing this year we know they've struggled their secondary has been pretty bad and even brett hundley looked like he was pretty comfortable when he came in there for the cardinals so it's it's not pretty on that side but for their offense to only put up 13 against arizona that that uh, <laughs> they're not going to go anywhere they're going to they might lose a philly with that kind yeah. of performance in the first round especially on the road and those elements i they need russell wilson to play like an mvp they need this offense to come through and now marshawn lynch is coming back potentially it looks like that's going to be it's kind of crazy to think about i don't know how much you really want to rely on a guy that hasn't played in since you know week 14 or 15 or whatever it was last week at the last game he played funny enough was for the raiders against the seahawks so <laughs> here he is now back with seattle it was only you know eight nine weeks ago i retweeted this tweet it, or sorry eight nine days ago that he was at the Raiders final game in Oakland out like serving like drinks in a, at a at a, a party in the in the parking lots and now he's going to be uh, potentially yeah. running in the NFC West title game the you know at least for the Seahawks if they win a bye is very much still in play even if they've kind of lost their chance to get the one seed um, especially if the Saints even if the Saints lose I mean the Saints did beat Seattle so there's a lot of tiebreak things where they're not going to get a, potentially not even a bye if the Packers have the tiebreaks over them um, if they figure out a way to win against the 49ers but I don't at this 
this point. Uh, I don't really trust this team. I haven't trusted them all year. I've uh, the one guy I have trusted is Russell Wilson, and if he's not playing well, uh, this is this is uh, otherwise a team that is not going to be a factor with some of those top teams in the NFC, in my opinion. Yep, not ideal to lose the game like that to the Cardinals. Um, and now, like you said, it's sort of uh, they've got some scenarios that that have to play out, and we'll talk about those. Uh, in our picks episode here later this week Uh, but that rounds up we go well we round up with uh, the Chiefs and the Bears we kind of went into that a little bit uh, earlier with Dylan's uh, fantasy football issues there but um, the Chiefs 26 to 3 they win this game Uh, we'll we'll have our fun with the Bears in the offseason that's another team as we know that's got to get some things figured out uh, but for the Chiefs, uh, here they are, eleven and four, and uh, we've we, again we've sort of went over the scenarios for them. Uh, just a a dominant performance, and the Chiefs' defense, uh, as I think you've been saying for weeks now, Dylan, it's almost like people just aren't realizing how much better this defense is. And with Patrick Mahomes back now, uh, they're they, you know they're they're a complete team, and they showed it in a mm-hmm. game like this. Yeah, a, a team that is, is peaking at the right time. I think Patrick Mahomes looks like he's right back to where he was uh, a year ago in terms of his dominance. And I, I know health played a factor in that, but I think at this point he's getting, five, you know, at the right time for the Chiefs. He's really hitting his peak. And now on the other side of the ball, that defense, yes, it's the Bears. And we can laugh about the Bears and everything there, but this defense has come around a lot. They only they get a couple sacks here, but they've been a team forcing lots of turnovers. They don't get any, again, as, as I talked about at the beginning of the episode with my fantasy team, but outside of this game, I mean, the Bears game plan, you, you could tell they weren't trying to do too much. They were worried if they tried to go over the top, did anything deep down the field, this secondary was going to make a play. They've been so amazing, and now that, the combination of that, like we're saying, is very scary. Whether they're, they get the two-seed or not, I, whether the game's in New England or Kansas City, I really want to see that, uh, that division round matchup i'm gonna be really disappointed if either team loses in the wild card round because i think it's just uh will be fantastic theater uh rematch of the afc title game last year and i yeah at this point i, I mean obviously the chiefs did win in new england already can they do it again yeah. um I, I certainly believe they have the capability if the defense plays like this that's the one factor i think the chiefs have enough talent and you know even in that game against new england they probably would have scored more as we talked about uh, after that one if it hadn't been for the hand injury for patrick mahomes in terms of gripping the ball uh, the, it's going to be a scary proposition for anyone that faces this team in the AFC, even even the Ravens at this point. Uh, man, that would be <laughs> all these playoff matchups. I'm just getting pumped up thinking about them because these these teams, those three teams at the top of the AFC, are all. I, if the Patriots play uh, better in offense like they did this last week, I think all three of them are really really scary. Yeah, they are for sure, and uh, it's going to be something like we said. It's it just like we we look talking about all these different scenarios, and they're great to talk about. But like, let's just let's get these scenarios over with let's get the playoff teams in line we, we want to get the matchups uh there's gonna be a lot of fun ones and um, i would like to you know request that the dolphins have an opportunity to at least you know let, let them have a play-in game or something give them a chance <laughs> uh, to begin they're clearly one of the most exciting teams in the nfl uh but no in all seriousness it's um yeah it's gonna be fun to, to see uh, sort of how these these different scenarios do play out but uh you know as we said some teams took advantage some teams didn't uh, in week 16 so it's gonna be pretty fascinating uh in week 17 so uh that'll wrap up uh, our look at the action for week 16 if you want our thoughts uh, on the packers vikings game which we both had different thoughts on go back in our previous episode listen to that uh, otherwise check out all the great stuff uh, we have going on over clutch points and dylan uh, let them know what all we do have uh, going on over there here as we get closer and closer uh, to start the playoffs yeah so uh 
NFL uh, content you can find either in the app under the NFL section. We have the games themselves. We'll have the same ones uh, for the playoffs and our whole, we got our whole wildcard weekend section ready, divisional playoffs, all that good stuff. So following the games along with watching if you want analysis and interact with fans, it's a great place to do that. And all of our news and editorial content, all of it can be found within the app as well as at clutchpoints.com. There's an NFL section that's easy to click on. If you want fantasy football content at this point, if you're uh, in one of those <laughs> leagues, that there, are not, there aren't many anymore, but there are still some leagues I know that do the, the two-week playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> the week 14-15 is one, and then week 16-17 is another. So if you're in that, um, uh, we'll have at least a little bit of fantasy content. It's probably more going to be wrapping up the season itself. But, uh, yeah, still still have all the fantasy football content uh, by searching that on clutchpoints.com. And, yeah, for the podcast, uh, we can find it on our website under our podcast tab or anywhere uh, that you listen to podcasts. Again, if there's any place that you want it to be, let us know, and we can send that feed right over and get it to you. But, yeah, excited now. Uh, we have one more week, and then we get to get to dive maybe a little deeper into each game as we get into these uh, actual playoff matchups and some of the coaching things that we've already kind of touched on here. That's right. So should be a lot of fun with that and uh yeah it's uh week 17 games uh, they're always fun but especially when you have some of the more uh, interesting scenarios we have this year in terms of the playoffs uh definitely going to be a lot of fun uh this season so check all that stuff out at clutch points and uh, be sure to subscribe everywhere and we will talk to you guys next time here on the establish the past podcast <laughs>